Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michael Jans. Once upon a time, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and now just happy to be your podcast host, broadcasting from the casita in the remote foothills of the Sonoran Desert. Delighted to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Attract. Attract is a powerful marketing suite that enables you to spend less time on the details of marketing and more time growing your business. Attract gives you the technology and the content you need to find your ideal prospect and turn them into your best customer. Folks, if you haven't visited agencyrevolution.com, do yourself a favor, do it, request a demo of this software today and want to welcome you to a um, a robust conversation with a very bright guy. Michael Kanyelian is the general manager of Cover Wallet for Agents, a technology platform um, with a relatively straightforward mission to simplify commercial insurance through technology. Now, uh, longtime listeners will know <laughs> that uh, I'm, Michael and I had a terrific conversation, podcast, um, roughly a year ago, shortly after Cover Wallet launched Cover Wallet for Agents. I was originally interested in Cover Wallet because I saw it as an emerging insure tech and originally one that did not include the agency force. And then they brought Michael in and uh, now he's uh, had the opportunity to run that platform for a year and he's got insights and observations about the agent the agent of the future and insights and observations about where the industry is going he's got a perspective because of his position in the industry you should listen to and he is um how shall i put this uh unequivocal about uh what he considers to be um a certain destination about where the industry is going, and it's, uh, I think you'll have a hard time disagreeing with his perspective. So really, without much further ado, I'm going to say a couple of things. Number one, hey, folks, if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, do it. Let's be pals. Um, number two, if you've got insights about this podcast, one, how can I make it better? Two, what guests would you like me to bring in? If you know them, great. Tell me about them. Three, I'm really interested in knowing what are uh, what topics um, and subjects you would like me to bring in. I realize that I uh, I do mix it a little bit because I think we need some breadth of information about the industry. So I kind of mix it between the big uh, big picture forces trends, uh, the things you absolutely need to know in order to strategically navigate successfully th uh, uh, towards a successful future. And tactical, uh, practical stuff you can do by Tuesday. It is a mix, so I uh, want to hear from you. Uh, email me, michael at michaeljans.com. Would love to get your thoughts. And that being said, <laughs> it is my privilege to bring you into this conversation with Michael Kanyelian. 
Michael, how are you? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing great. You'll notice that I chose not to introduce you by your first and last name, so I'll let you do that. <laughs> well, I'm just yeah, going sure. to chew it up, and I'm, I'm pretty much going to call you Michael Coney Island, which I'm sure that's never happened to you before. But Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah Michael Coney on here. Uh, I'm the general manager of Coverwalt for Agents, which is the um, uh, business of Coverwalt that distributes through agents in the U.S. Um, I've been... Um, Leading this business since its inception, um, a bit over a year ago, um, we launched in December of 2018 and, and are growing very quickly since then, um, both in terms of our markets that we have. We, we currently have um, nine carriers and six products in the platform, as well as our, our customer reach, which is national and, and growing quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, before CoverWallet, I was at a, a McKinsey & Company where I uh, was an engagement manager focusing on uh, financial services, uh, digital, and growth. Um, really learned a lot about um, the industry, about insurance, uh, and across financial services, really, and, and some of the big tectonic shifts happening in those markets and, and really the role of digital going forward. And then before that, um, worked for the U.S. government in some roles at the State Department and NASA, and have an engineering background. Yeah, so you are a rocket scientist. Yeah, I, officially, yeah, that's what that's what I told my wife. So. All right. Well, it's and then everybody should buckle up. And uh, MBA from Harvard Business School. So congratulations. Correct. Yeah. Um, all righty. So I'm going to dive into this. Uh, so Michael, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, you and I had a conversation on this platform roughly a year ago, and uh, things a lot of things have changed. Um, and it, both uh, with your company, uh, and of course the industry hasn't exactly stood still either. Um, and uh, when we uh, first, when, when you and I first had our conversation uh, on the podcast series, uh, what you were doing, the platform for agents was relatively new, right? Um, and so you've had about a year of learnings and experience with that. So definitely want to cover that. And then, of course, that your company has gone through tremendous transition and transformation. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but I think, uh, you know, where, where I would like to start is um, now, uh, you know, I, I clearly uh, when, when we had our first conversation, I was really interested in um, the model. Um, you were, you know, this was clear, cover wallet was clearly an emerging insure tech that seemed uh, pretty committed to um, making a difference. As I recall, you'd already uh, succeeded through at least one round. Um, and now uh, you've been acquired by uh, an, an industry giant, so to speak, a uh, well-respected industry firm, Aon. And, uh, and have, uh, well, you now have had um, some significant um, insight on um, the independent insurance agent, the direction of the industry, and where you think things are going. So I want to make this as practical for our listeners as possible. So <laughs> that said, tell, tell us a little bit about, um, I, I'd like to start with this. You probably had some, and I know Cover Wallet had probably uh, some, um, oh, uh, observations about the agent community, about the agency channel in general. Um, and Cover Wallet started without uh, an agency platform, right? Correct. 
So, so, so that's a, that's maybe transition number one. How how long was Covered Wallet in business prior to launching the agency platform? Yeah, we were in market about two and a half years before um, starting Cover Wallet for Agents. And um, what was it, if you don't mind sharing, that um, oh, that motivated or stimulated the um, you know you could call it a pivot, but certainly an an addition of uh, commerce through the agency channel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we for a long time have had an interest in the agent channel. Um, it's 80% of the $100 billion of premiums that are distributed in small commercial. Um, they're very established networks. And, and overall, it's a, it's a great channel, right? We, we have a ton of respect for the agent community. We are agents ourselves um, and, and, and have a lot of respect for that for the profession. Um, really, it was a waiting game for our offering to get to a level of critical mass to be able to better serve the needs of agents. Mm-hmm. So if you look at where we started, um, you know, we started off with no carriers integrated, um, very limited feature functionality, even on a direct consumer side. And you fast forward <laughs> to where we are today right. with, you know, um, nine carriers fully integrated and more on the way. Um, and that's to go rate, quote, bind, issue, and service. Um, over a 1,000 class codes, uh, largely um, on more standard Main Street risks, but even some more exotic risks as well. Um, and really just the, the um, capability in the team to be able to um, – you know, really give agents the tools that we thought would be valuable for them to mm-hmm. be able to best serve their customers in the market and to be able to leverage a lot of the know-how that we've developed um, serving a small commercial over the years. So uh, so uh, transition number one, let's say, was, was the addition of uh, the agency platform. And so now you've got that up and running. It's been over slightly over a year. Now, with that, yes? Yep. So um, so if you would share with us, like, uh, your, uh, you know, kind of the big learnings or your most poignant observations about, um, about the agency channel and what it's going through. Absolutely. I, I think the agency channel is in an unprecedented time of upheaval. If you look at the friction in the day-to-day experience of an insurance agent in America, it's staggering, uh-huh. right? Yeah. If it's a customer that I might make $100 of revenue on, I need to <laughs> collect information. I need to shop them in multiple markets. I need to collect payment. I need to then service that customer throughout the year. And really, for the vast majority of agents today, a considerable majority of customers in the U.S., certainly by volume, are just not profitable. And what uh, that means? Yeah, that's that's pretty is, remarkable. Um, I, I'm not I'm not sure what to say about that, except to settle on that for a moment. But in small commercial lines, clearly, a, um, a lot of the income uh, on a per client basis is not profitable in a, in an independent insurance agency. Absolutely. And it can be, but right. Okay. And it's driven by the friction, right? Uh And if you look at what 
the world looked like 30 years ago, you know, a lot of the friction was on the carrier, right, where there were kind of standard applications, you know, agents would submit it to the carrier and the underwriters bore a lot of the the the, the hassle and friction in, in terms of turning around quotes and, and, and servicing customers. Now a lot of that work is on the agent, right? Mm-hmm. I need to have access to different carrier portals, MGAs, wholesale markets, um, even understanding who writes what or, you know, where I'd be able to place business has a lot of friction. The turnaround times are very slow. The technology where they do exist are very, is very unreliable. And, you know, being able to, to best serve their customer, most of their job serving um, those customers is in what I would call the, the human uh, value add. Mm-hmm. It's counseling customers on coverages. It's advising um, customers on what insurance they need to best match the risks that their business faces. It's, you know, being with them as things happen, right, as claims happen, as their businesses change or pivot or get created or closed down mm-hmm. to be able to better suit their needs. And if you look at the amount of time they have available to do that job, it's really stretched by the amount of time they spend inputting information on in applications, fetching quotes from multiple carriers, standardizing and sharing that information with customers, collecting payment, dealing with servicing issues, generating certs, updating policies and renewing policies. And it's, it's time and work that they're not able to do to better spend really advising and counseling their customers and building those relationships that will mean that they'll have a lasting book. So, you know, one big learning from us was really just how broken uh-huh. the experience <laughs> yeah. uh, is uh, and, and, and how painful it is for so many agents in terms of the day-to-day experience in small commercial. Okay, so um, uh, so broken systems do tend to, um, you know, at some point they collapse, right, because the economic isn't there to support it. Um, so, Absolutely. And, and for us, like, you know, our, like the market is not going away, right? It's $100 right. billion. Dollars. The, the part of it, you know, the 80% of that that's, you know, on smaller accounts, the need is there. Many times these products are mandatory. Um, you know, the, the market is not going away. It's really just where the profit pool is. Yeah. Um, I think it's, right. I think the profit pool is moving towards the agent and not away from it. And I really think the agents that are able to best leverage technology and the parts of technology that really reduce a lot of the friction of their jobs are going to be the ones that capture an outsized amount of the profit in this space going forward. All right. So let me ask a hard question you probably or you may not have the answer to. Um, As you cited, the vast majority of small commercial lines is written by the agency channel, right? And uh, about one minute later, he said that a lot of that business isn't profitable. How, how do uh, how do you explain that? Or or, or or is it when we recognize both of those uh, th- those forces or those truisms, we, we recognize that uh, there's an emerging problem or there's an emerging disruption? What do you think is going on there? Yeah, I, I, I really think for a long time, 
the forces that have transformed every other industry in financial services just had a harder time coming to insurance, right? right? If you look at the transformations that have happened in retail banking, in payments, in right, right. Uh, retail management, in the personal lines of insurance, you know, really, in a lot of ways, commercial insurance has some frictions, right? Because the actual financial product is more challenging. It's harder to understand. It's less commoditized. Right. Um, if you look at the um, problems, even from a, uh, a systems for classification standpoint, there's a lot of non-standardization. You know, if you look at a loan or an investment product, there's much more standardization. Um, right. You have like the- even something like classification. And what what we've really focused our our efforts on are how can we take the parts that are non-standard or how can Mm. we take the parts that are complex and really distill a lot of that such that you do have a product that is cross-comparable and one where you can access multiple carriers and products all through a single experience. So, you know, we are still in the beginning of this journey, but we've we've come a long way in in getting closer to that vision um, for for a very large swath of the economy. Uh, All right. So when when you look at uh, property casualty insurance, and, you know, let's divide it into big chunks, personal lines, small commercial lines, middle market. Okay, the stuff the agency channel is usually hungry for and good at. Uh, of those, do you do you think small commercial lines is the m- most ripe for uh, some level of transformation, transition, or disruption? Absolutely. I, I think the wave has already crashed on personal lines. Okay. I think it's I think it's now coming to commercial lines in okay. a big way. Yeah. Okay. And I think the in five ten years we're going to look back on where we are today and. You know, almost, you know, before there were cell phones and we, we had car phones, right? <laughs> right. Like at that level of, you know, looking back at your parents or grandparents and saying, really, you, you used to do business like that? Yeah. Um, or, right. Yeah. And yeah. People come to the lower end of the middle market as well. Um, and uh, we're even, okay. Star getting there, right? And, uh-huh. and blurring the there. Because really, a lot of it is driven not by the size of the firm, but by the complexity of the risk. And how challenging it is to underwrite. Okay, so you, um, you you've identified a core problem. Okay, I mean, it, it, in in my mind, it's it's so fundamental that can't be overlooked and highlights a potential danger. Uh, let me give you another example um, from one of the big advisories, and this was you know maybe two three years ago. It was uh, it was a report from Deloitte. And I'm pretty sure Sam Friedman wrote it, and uh, in it. Um, they represented the findings of a survey where they uh, uh, identified that 60% of small commercial or small business owners did not feel that they got anything of particular value from the agent other than shopping, right, for the policy, right? So now, based on what you had said, that there's there's only so much income to support so much work. That's really not a, a very big surprise, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, at some point, stop, 
right? <laughs> um, and and, uh, and so, uh, you know, I mean, generally, you know, businesses or channels or industries that have a core problem like that, uh, you know, face some day of reckoning. How so? You know, and and this is the 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 world that you're jumping into, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So presume, and and you jumped into it first as kind of a an agency, right? It's cover wallet yeah, as it, as an agency, but now you've for the last thirteen fourteen months, now you're jumping into that pool, uh, you know, with forty thousand agencies. Um, how how does that that fundamental problem get solved? Yeah, I, I think, you know, in terms of how we view it, the the change is going to be profound and it's going to happen soon. And and we think us and, and a few people like us are going to be those that I think are going to accelerate the path to insurance's almost certain future. If uh-huh. you look at how an agent is going to work um, one, two, three years from now, right. they are going to go to a single source. They are going to shop the market very quickly, um, be able to access lots of information on a pre-filled basis, be able to... Uh, okay. Uh, air, uh, finance. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. All, all in a very integrated way. All right. I'm going to ask you and, to hold for a second. Yeah, but but don't, don't lose the thought. <laughs> but you said something I have to jump in on. You said access uh, pre-filled information. Yeah, yeah. You know, right now we have a number of pre-fill um, uh, integrations for things like locations, business registries, property information. Um, but you can imagine a lot more. Yeah, right. right. So, so how 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 do how does that uh, that data, which now is presumably in disparate places, n- not integrated, how does it get uh, how do, how do, how does it get gathered up and collected in an intelligent way? Yeah, and I think it's going to happen brick by brick, okay. right? Where uh-huh. you know, as there are more. Um, sources like us that are able to consume the data, there are going to be more data providers who are able uh, to aggregate yeah. sort of okay. via API uh-huh. to be able to carry for that data. In the same way that you know, decades ago there would be no no registries of addresses, right? Right. But as it happened, there are tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of sites that query for that data every day. Got it. Um, so. That, so 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 this, so so let me make a personalized comparison to see if we're talking about the same thing. So presumably it's been a while since I've done this, but testing out if you test out, for example, Geico's uh, let, let's say uh, you know personal auto um, interface. Uh, as, as I recall, um, y- you will be presented with pre-filled information when you identify uh, a certain key elements of data, like your name and your address. Boom. Uh, it will, uh, with a fairly high level of accuracy, identify the cars that are at that address, most likely the cars that you own. Right? Exactly. Pre-filled information. So you're saying that... As either a client or an agency goes through this process, they'll open up a page and boom, there's going to be a bunch of things, a bunch of dumb questions I don't need to ask you. Exactly. It's going to save me and time. It's going, to, it's going to make it a more a pleasant uh, customer experience for you, right? Everybody exactly. wins. Okay. In a couple of ways. 
mm-hmm. you know, there's one which is sort of having new sources of data coming in. Yeah. There's a second one, which we do today, which is leveraging the data that is currently available. And then there's... You mean like, you know, what, what do you mean currently available? Like from last year's application? No, so what, well, yeah, so what we do today is, is more based on um, databases that store, like, for instance, property information. Because yeah. right now it's very challenging for you to know, like, what your insured's building makeup is, because they don't even know in many cases, right? So that's something where a database can actually do much more. And whether mm. it's <laughs> or, uh, okay, got it. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, how many how many square feet is is you know is is the is the commercial property? I don't know. <laughs> okay, got it. Information that we pre-fill today, um, but then there's also the standardization across different sources of appetite too. Like you know, one one uh, problem that we've solved is many carriers ask for the same information in slightly different ways, right? So from just a processing time standpoint, you know, if you really believe that we can get to a place where you can be able to go from, you know, going from application rate quote find, you know, Mm -hmm. our goal, you know, we've already brought that down from, you know, something that takes days to something that takes, um, you know, minutes. Yeah. You can imagine bringing that down from something that takes minutes to something that takes seconds. Seconds. Uh, based on just a few unique pieces of information, some of which might be publicly filed, some of which might be um, mm-hmm. accessible through third-party data vendors. Got it. All right. So I, I, I hadn't lost sight of the fact that I had interrupted you a few minutes ago. <laughs> but I think I think you finished answering the question. So essentially, you were you were describing what life might be like two or three years down the pike from now, right? And, and I almost certain destiny, right? Certain Where destiny. As, okay. As agents have the ability to leverage technology to solve their pain points, the ones who will be most successful will be the ones that embrace that. So, you know, I think long gone will be the days where you are going to send out five different emails um, to get a single bound quote. Um, oh, you I mean like to five, five to five different underwriters? Exactly. Long yeah. gone are the days where you'll need to fill out an accord form and a carrier-specific form and a supplemental form. Like, I think long gone are the days when there will need to be this ping-pong with underwriters um, and ping-pong, you know, on, mm. on every part of the team, on, on classification, on requoting, on um, getting terms approved, on modifying terms based on needing to change effective dates or, or coverages, right? Like, people ask me all the time, how much of insurance do you think is going to go online? And I say, in small commercial, 100%. Ah, uh, okay. It's not all going to be online today, but if you look at well, the when you, so ha- Hang on for a second. When you say online, what does that mean? Yeah, so we think of the world as online and offline, which uh-huh. is pretty binary, but it's effective mental Fair culture. enough. Okay. For offline is any time I need to submit either paper or something through email or any time it's in a non-standard form. Whereas online, I think, is something I can do on my phone, on my computer, um, anything I can do where data is doing the heavy lift or and technology is doing heavy lift. 
and the online experience may involve an independent insurance agent. I, I think in if if in eighty percent of the cases today it does, I think in eighty percent of the cases in the future it will. Got it. Um, and the reason I say that is because the the agents are providing a service that isn't going away, right? In terms of explaining coverages, in terms of counseling customers on on what they need and who the best option is, um, because the product's complex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a reason licensed profession. Um, but when I say 100% of the market is going online, it doesn't mean that everything is going to qualify for automatic underwriting. But it means that of what you submit, you know, 90% of that will be able to get instant quoting and the 10% that might need a loss run or, yeah. or okay. uh-huh. is going to happen almost as a referral process that will also be enabled online. Um, and it's not going to be this process that might start in a more online way, but then go offline and go back to this world of ping pong emails with underwriters or with intermediaries. Got it. All so, right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to happen. Um, I think folks like us and, and, and you know, I think we're the, the category leader um, are accelerating this almost certain future, um, but it's going to happen. Um. All right. Well, so, so it might might be an interesting segue. I mean, you now have um, uh, partnered with uh, Answer Financial, or are they a client? I'm not sure what the relationship is, but it certainly is a it's a it's a feather in your cap for uh, you know credibility. They're big. Absolutely. Yeah. So we we we've uh, uh, you know launched a partnership with them. They they are really a fantastic firm and and have done a a huge amount of where we view the market is going in terms of innovation on the personal line side Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. really view a great complement to the capability that we've developed on the commercial side to better round out their customers um, and and those accounts since they have a very strong need for commercial. Uh um, But we have a very aligned worldview on, on really how, how agents ought to do business and how customers ought to best be served. All right. So, um, let me, I, I, I want to feed this back to you and tell me if I'm if I'm hearing your observations right. Number one, um, there is a uh, certain destiny of uh, small commercial lines becoming a uh, digitally supported um, experience and transaction. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, I'm doing a little checkoff. Number two, uh, that you see uh, a re- relatively rapid movement in that direction um, s- such that in the next two or three uh, years, you think there'll be, uh, you know, like a kind of hit a tipping point? I, I think the tipping point has already started. Uh, okay, well, the tipping point being it, it's it's going that way. It's never going back. <laughs> right? That's, exactly. that's I, fair. I think the wave will take Five years to shake out, but I think okay. it's already started. Okay, so maybe five years to shake out. Okay. Um, and then uh, you you have also touched upon the changing role of the independent insurance agent. Talk to us a little bit about how you see, what 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 is the, uh, you know, it seems that there's a new skill set uh, agents uh, need to embrace, uh, certainly new technologies they need to embrace. 
Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, maybe new strategic imperatives they need to embrace. What do you see as um, what what is different, and what is the role of the agent uh, as we move into this new future? I I think in one way, agents are getting back to basics, right? Whereas you could get technology to do a lot of the heavy lift in terms of what used to be very time consuming. Agents get to spend more time on acquiring customers, counseling customers, maintaining relationships. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, the world is changing and, you know, there's been a lot of um, press and uh, writing and interest in terms of customer acquisition and digital marketing in the insurance agent community. And many agents have understood that, you know, building a a social presence and and doing online acquisition is now a bigger part of of how... um, Customers are acquired today. Right. On there will be a similar shift on the placement of insurance, where agents will be required to leverage technology where it is available. You know, in many cases, um, some agents, even where there might be a carrier system in place to do something online, will still choose to email or fill out a paper application. So I think that that is in its last days, and I think it's just because of a a number of the frictions of the current online experiences, which Mm -hmm. are very, what I would call 1.0. Yeah. But I think as you get more contemporary technology experiences like us and and, and some of our peers, you know, that really is going to change, and and agents are going to have much more digitally enabled workflows in the same way that they might leverage technology for their CRMs or their marketing um, or other elements of their jobs, they do um, accounting and billing and QuickBooks, things like that. Mm-hmm. They were going to need to leverage technology um, for the placement of insurance. On the flip side, you know, that there is now an imperative um, for us and people like us to really create intuitive, simple, right. you know, easy customer experiences, right? Where just because the insurance product is complicated it doesn't mean that the experience to place it needs to be complicated. And in many mm-hmm. cases, you know, our, our, one of our guiding lights is, is simplicity. It's actually written on one of our um, conference rooms. And we really push to um, work with our partners and our carriers and, and our um, system to really simplify and make, make it as easy and as intuitive as possible. Uh, all right. So... <clears throat> let's do um well let, let so let, let me let me see if I'm hearing you right here it, it sounds to me like you're fairly bullish on the agency channel yeah absolutely oh okay <laughs> um uh, but i suspect that there's a relatively strong but there right so so not every agent is going to embrace this future you're talking about and I think this is true across industries, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and certainly across brokered industries. You know, you couldn't imagine being a real estate agent today if you didn't have a web presence, right? Right. It, it's, it's taking over across um, businesses as customers like to interact with their advisors online mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with the speed and a end customer experience that is more contemporary and accessible um, based on 
where where they are, who they are, and when they like to do business. I do think customers are going to purchase coverage on their phone more, and I think agents are going to purchase coverage on their phone more. I, I think the, the face-to-face that has been the bedrock of yeah. the community uh-huh. and the customer relationship is no longer the norm today, and I, and I think that trend is, is going to continue. It's not going to go um, back. Okay. So, so uh, l- let me, you know, let's, let's, I'm going to make a contrast here as you see it. Um, we, we clearly, we've seen industries uh, digitized and um, disrupted so that, um, you know, let's say if you were owning an independent video store and you were getting your videos, you know, 15 years ago from, you know, maybe two or three different sources, um, no matter how slick your technology was, you got disrupted out of existence, right? They're gone. That, that, that classification of business is gone. (laughs) Okay. For the most part, um, you're saying that this is different, that the independent agency channel um, can and will be part of the digital transformation, not disrupted out of existence by the digital transformation. A- absolutely. But what I'd add is the profession is here to stay. Right. Uh-huh. Who is successful within the profession is going to change. Okay, so let's let, got it. All right. Um, so it, whether there's you know continued consolidation and contraction, we'll maybe set that aside for a moment. But uh, let's zero in on what you just said. So let's make the distinction between um, them that don't make the change and them that do. What what is what are the uh, distinctive characteristics or behaviors? that you think the that, that are being demanded of uh, the agent of the future? Yeah, I, I think by far it's going to be their ability to embrace technology to better serve customers mm-hmm. and to serve them more efficiently. Okay. I don't think it's going to come from some other forces that have happened in, in the past decades, things like consolidation or roll-ups of smaller agencies to get or scale on pricing and otherwise, uh-huh. I, I don't think that'll be the case. Like we, we give the same pricing for every agent on our platform, and it's very rich um, because we're able to make a lot of the technology do the, the work that humans would otherwise do. So really, I, I do view the one element um, as the ability to embrace technology. And I think that's based on placement of insurance, which is what we're talking about today. Right. I also think that's going to be in the marketing and acquisition of customers, um, as well as the ability to um, maintain and cross-sell and, and better extend the account. But the common arc you know, across acquisition, placement, and um, customer success and account management is really how technology is, is transforming. All right. So I'm, I, I, I'm taking copious notes because... You're a bright guy. So I, I wrote down two responses to my question about the agent of the future. One was to embrace technology, clearly. You said far and away, right? Uh, but then you also uh, talked about uh, customer acquisition and retention and uh, deepening the relationship with the customer, uh, which is all in my world falls under the banner of marketing. 
Um, so I, am I right? Are you saying that the, the agents right. who thrive in the future are going, they're going to understand how to market. They're going to know how to get customers. They're going to know how to keep customers. They're going to know how to upsell customers and extend the relationship. And they're going to use technologies to do, again, two things that you talked about. Better serve those customers and including, you know, serving them, I, I think also means uh, uh, being in relationship with them um, and uh, 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 um, in, in enhancing the relationship and using technology to do that, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think when, when many people think of technology uh -huh. to enable marketing, they think about a Facebook page and yeah. doing Google, Google AdWords searches, and, and those are important. But I think it's also how you capture um, leads and turn them into customers. Um, and for instance, a big place yeah. where we've invested is in ways to um, really reduce the frictions in that experience. Because what we found is many agents will get referrals, but not really try to spend a lot of time on them because they're relatively low value. Um, and so, for instance, if a customer if you convert them is $150 of revenue and you have a 50% chance of converting them, you know, this is less than $100 of revenue. Agents don't like to spend a lot of time on those customers. But we've created experiences like a branded application that has access to all of our carrier appetite mm -hmm. where customers can go through and self-input all of the information that they need to get instant quotes and even purchase those quotes. So. That really brings down, you know, what would be an hour or two-hour process to introduce, collect information, council coverages, and then also go through the, the billing process. You know, all of that can be condensed, where really right. you're enabling the agent to focus on the parts where they're the most value-add and really leverage their most valuable resource in customer acquisition, which is their time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so so now, <laughs> tell tell us what's up with Cover Wallet and and uh, you know kind of where, where you see things going uh, from a corporate point of view. Absolutely. So you know we are just thrilled to join forces with Aon, um, which is the category leader in the market. Um, you know, and really in particular, we're working closely with a number of Aon specialty underwriting programs, right? Um, to be able to uh, leverage their appetite and agent relationships, mm -hmm. um, to be able to provide a, a richer suite of appetite to our customers, um, as well as to um, provide better tools and technology to, to streamline their experiences. So, right on. you know, really where we're driving to is to take the best of Aon, which is in their product expertise, their underwriting expertise, and their great relationships with agents. Mm -hmm. You know, Aon works with over 50,000 agents mm -hmm. today. Wow. Um, yeah. And that it, while also bringing the best of what we have to offer from a technology platform, from a um, user experience design, and, you know, using data and data science right. to, to help right. streamline experiences. Okay. Um, anything else that uh, our listeners sh should know about Cover Wallet? Yeah, no, it, we're we're growing very quickly. Uh -huh. um, as Cover Wallet for Agents, we're we're looking to um, grow our agent pool five um, x this year, um, and also add a number of uh, new uh, carrier uh, integrations and um, an appetite. Um, you know, customers can go to Cover Wallet for Agents 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com and sign up for free. Um, there's no fees at all associated with it. Um, you'll get a dedicated account manager. You could sign up same day. Um, and, it, and the commission rates are, are quite rich. So overall, you know, we're really looking to invest in the agent channel and the agent experience. Um, and part of that is bringing on new carriers. You know, it, it's actually very impressive for us because, you know, when I thought I'd get to, you know, nine carriers and a thousand classes, I thought I thought I'd get there, yeah. <laughs> and all the agents would be happy with the appetite and, and excited. <laughs> and every day the, there's demand for when's the next integration, yeah. when's the next carrier, when's the next market you're bringing on, um, because it is so difficult um, to, to place so many. Um, classes and, mm-hmm. and types of uh, business. So, so really, you know, we're really looking in, and, and our colleagues at Aon are are really invested in the model um, to be able to to best serve our, our current customers and, and to really grow the business. Got it. All right, uh, Michael. If people want to know more, have questions, visit the website, or what what, what is your preferred yeah, way that people so, reach out? Uh, you can visit the website. From the website, you can schedule a demo for free with a member of our team. Uh-huh. You can also register for free right on the site. Um, for any specific questions, you can also reach out to agents at coverwallet.com via email, um, and, and we're more than happy to, to help everyone out and ask any and answer any questions that they might have in the registration process. All right. So one last time, the, uh, your URL and the email address. So the URL is coverwalletforagents.com. And pause for a moment. Uh, for is spelled or numerical? It's spelled. Okay. So, so it's F-O-R. Okay. F-O-R. All right. And the okay. email address? The email is agents at coverwallet.com. Got it. And agents is plural. Agents is plural. All righty. Um, Michael, it's been uh, good uh, catching up with you, and I really appreciate you sharing your uh, insights on the direction of the industry and uh, your um, your inside insights on what's happening in small commercial lines. So thank you very much. It was terrific. Thank you. It's been fantastic to come on again. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.